Hey folks, welcome back. We've got another Greatest Hits episode for you uh, to close down the year. This will be our last episode of 2017, and we thought, why not compile all of our favorite stories, games, and segments into one last batch for you guys. So have a listen, have a great new year, and thanks so much. Madeline, take it away. (laughs) (laughs) Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. You can fade out on this into the stories. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Hey! Now, we always, like, start the podcast with, like, just, like, a breezy question to get into it. Um, uh, Leanne, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you think about death? Um, <laughs> shit. Um, I would say not that much. So probably like a four, but I think there's a period of my life when it was like, actually there's a very specific period of my life <laughs> when it was like at a 10. Should I talk oh, about yeah, that? Yeah, tell me Please. All right. Um, so in college I went to UC Santa Cruz and uh, I was a little like, I just wasn't committed to the academics uh-huh. and I was doing a lot of drugs I did like a lot of weed and then I got really into acid oh, man. and I'm this is I this is I this is 15 years ago so I'm far from it yeah so, but yeah. it'll seem a little scary <laughs> so um at one point I was like falling I was falling out uh, academically I was like on academic probation for two semesters and then finally they're like academic detention like you're done and uh, I was like I don't care I live in Santa Cruz I am like on the beach and truly yeah yeah. Yeah, Santa Cruz is built for you not to care about anything yes exactly it's where hippies retire (laughs) it's where hippies retire so I was doing so much acid uh, in one week I did like seven hits of acid and I was like I'm not seeing visuals I'm not seeing visuals I was like just drop it into my eye and so and so yeah is that even a thing it's a I was convinced it was a thing or me and my friends were convinced of the thing but it's not a thing like if you can't see visuals on acid then you just are not right. a person that can see visuals on but there's a logic to it let's, go, let's go directly to the yeah, source let's yeah. stick it in the eye yeah. Yeah. can you explain like so how um, I don't know anything about acid. Cool. What is uh, seven <laughs> times, like dropping acid okay. seven times be... in a week? Like, can you analogize so, like, that? Oh, one, shit. one tab of acid yeah. is like 11 hours of your life. Yeah, of hallucin of hallucinations. Yeah. Okay. So that's like 77 hours in it's a like week of hallucinating. That's like hallucinating. To be fair, yeah. it was, I think it was pretty like mild, like okay. it's like mild, like, you know, green acid yeah. or whatever, uh-huh. real The kind chill. you stick in your eye. Yeah, the one you can stick in your eye. And after a certain point, you reach this, like, if you're tripping for so long, you reach this point where you're just, like, at this plateau. And you just, like, you just, like, are there and you can function. And it's just, like, kind of, like, what is it? It just feels like fun. (laughs) Madeline just did the most casual little shoulder bop. Um, like a, when you take like, acid, you turn yeah. into an ant so dancing like, at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's a lot like exactly. brunch with your friends. Ooh, it's <laughs> exactly. It sounds fun. So the first time I did acid, I, it was crazy because um, I took acid at a party at night and then we had to drive from San Jose to uh, Santa Cruz wow. over this crazy windy hill and oh. it was at night and you're just like cars are rushing by you I, I felt like I was in Tron like <gasps> like cars are like lights are just like zooming by oh, you yeah. and it's this curvy road so that was like that was really intense yeah. and you feel really in it but after doing acid for a long time you can kind of function and you're like oh you can you know when you're tripping out on yeah. something um, and at that point I was just like kind of like 
it was just kind of fun. Yeah. Things would trip out, but I could kind of like shake out of it and like yeah. function just slightly. Um, so that that's where I was at. And that was after about a year, maybe like six or seven months of doing acid, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. Uh, like socially. Yeah. Um, but that week, um, I don't know what it was. I also, my friend also... That same week, my friend was like, hey, I found this flower. I heard it's like hallucinogenic. We should smoke it. I was like, Whoa. I don't know what it was. And so, and so we found this flower. I heard this, she heard this flower. Was She's like, I saw it online and I saw it in this like in front of this house. So she just picked it. And oh um, I don't know if that did it. There were so many other factors. Um, but I think it was also like I was getting kicked out of college and I was about to lose my apartment. And yeah. I had like this slight insane like breakdown and uh it was a breakdown where i was just like i just like cracked and Mm. um i guess you could say they were not schizophrenic tendencies but psychotic psychotic episode episode where i felt like oh i'm the center of the universe and i can control everything around me and everything is affected by me and what i think and um and then I thought like, and then I started like doing crazy shit, like um, connecting dots to like, oh, there's all, like I'd be on the freeway and like, yeah. there's too many champagne cars on the freeway. I'm like something color, color cars, like there's something <laughs> yeah, going yeah. on. And then I just got into this like headspace where like, there's a conspiracy, someone's <gasps> trying to kill me. And so um, I told my, like my dad, I was visiting my dad that week. Um, it was insane too, because also my uh my cousin and my little sister were visiting me that week. Oh, no. So I was taking care of my cousin and my little oh. sister. And then oh. my boyfriend flew up to visit me. Oh, I feel I feel like it's all coming together right now. There's just so much going on. And I had to drive to my dad's. And I think I just cracked. And then I was like, I told my dad, I was like, I think I need to go home. And I didn't, I didn't mean Santa Cruz. I meant like my mom's home. Uh-huh. So he just like scooped me up and took me home. And, uh-huh. uh, and To Santa Cruz or to your mom's To my home. Riverside. We literally drove down like, oh, like that gosh. day. Oh my gosh. And I just left my apartment in Santa Cruz I left everything and I just and it was like this um it's probably a year-long process of just like coming back to center and like I I went to therapy like once and I was like I don't trust this therapist her Mm. eyes are blue (laughs) 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 and and it was just like it was just this real weird crazy process where I was like afraid to go to sleep because I thought someone's gonna kill me in my My sleep this is very terrifying okay this is terrifying right uh, yeah I mean it's terrifying but like also fascinating and exactly what we love to talk about so I was like thinking of like constantly thinking like I I was I was threatened like there's you have this feeling of this constant threat so it's like paranoia and then like agoraphobia you're afraid to go outside Um, my doctor had to prescribe me Valium so I would go to sleep oh my god and then one day uh, my mom was really cool my mom uh, uh, so we were watching um, this is a long story Um, it's a great story please so we're watching A Beautiful Mind do you remember that movie it's a perfect perfect movie to watch with someone who's like having like some like mental and emotional problems exactly yeah Yeah, well it kind of was because my mom just like tapped me on the shoulder she's like see he can he can he can deal with this like like, sorry I'm I love she tapped me on the shoulder she's like see you can like do this you can figure this out and I was like and and as soon as she said that like I have I kind of have a background with like psychology courses I was like oh it's just brain my brain and chemicals in my brain so I was like oh everything that is going on is not real and so I was able to like oh I just need to like chill out and like I don't know just you just yeah yeah like as soon as you're um 
you know, like, oh, these chemicals in my brain are making me paranoid. And the pain yeah, yeah. is making blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, just understanding where it comes from. Exactly. I was it's doing, amazing what, yes. how that just shifts everything. It, is, it does shift everything. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and it, like, helps me later in life. Like, if I deal with stress now, yeah. if I deal with anxiety now, I'm just like, oh, these are just... These are, these are just processes in my brain. So um, That's amazing. I hope this isn't too heady for anyone. No, <laughs> this is not even a little. Yeah. So, it yeah. Was, so yeah, it was like this like year long um, just like reacclimating myself to like life and stuff. And since then, okay, uh, I was like, I think I could do acid again. <laughs> I was like, I think I could do this again. I was like, I was so stubborn. I was like, no, I could do this again. When? And I, How much later? It was fucking like a year later. Oh, no. And I did mushrooms. And oh, I was yeah. like, nope, I can't do this again. Did it have the yeah, same? What it happened? Kinda, it just, yeah. I just got super paranoid. Yeah. And I just got like in my head. And it was like, people tell me like, oh, people have theories that like my first episode like just this is so f- weird and it may not be true just like carved new paths in my brain to like oh to, yeah like, you know to like I don't know to like paranoid pa- like yeah you know it's like yeah. if you experience you have like a sense memory yeah and stuff. Mm-hmm. so if, so and I did shrooms and I did it I've I mean I just did shrooms like three weeks ago <laughs> so, oh, so you're back. I'm back yeah well, I'm back <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So, how long did you? How long did you go without doing uh, hallucinogens? With just one year? Yeah. You said? No, okay. I did. I did it for without one year, and then I did it again, like twice. And I was like, oh, I can't do this. And then, so I stopped for a full, like a good, like six or seven years. Yeah. And then, um, I think I just, I just grew, and I got into a good place, and yeah. I was like, I like smoked weed socially yeah. again. I stopped smoking weed for a long time mm, because yeah. that was kind of like a trigger. Trigger, but I think I just got better yeah. and I'm like a I've grown as a person yeah. I've done sure. a lot of stuff so yeah I'm pretty like okay now yeah. yeah do you want to play a game oh my god I love games oh great okay um so this is a game kind of um based on or not based on but like inspired by uh I feel like our mutual love of junk food and specifically Taco Bell. Oh my God, I love you yeah. guys. Um, <laughs> so what, uh, so I, cause I also, I like love garbage food and I like have a very two-minded relationship with panda. it too. Like mm-hmm. Me and you have bonded mm, over some panda. Yes. <laughs> but keep yes. going. Ugh, I just love, I love Garbage. I want to say one time we had Panda and we both were like convincing each other like we we feel fine. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. fine. We feel fine. This it was is just rice. Just fine. It's just right. It's like just some steamed veggies. <laughs> it's just some like crispy shrimp covered in syrup in like, honey sriracha sauce. <laughs> yeah, I love that honey sriracha sauce. Yum. Ugh, I love I love it and I love I love McDonald's the most. McDonald's mm. is my my hands down mm. favorite. You know T Bell's. I mine. just mm-hmm. I know. I know. I know about your affection uh for Taco Bell. So what I'm gonna do is okay. um and this is I, mm. uh, this both of you um will play. It's a little bit of a <sighs> um a, like a little bit of a variation on um the game that we play where we uh give you a weird ailment and you say you guess what syndrome it is. Okay. Um I'm gonna give you guys a list of ingredients in a Taco Bell item, and I want you to try to guess <laughs> what that item is. And oh you're gonna have God. to bear with me because there are many ingredients in all of these. Oh no! Um, there they oh, contain no. so many ingredients. So I'm gonna um, breeze through them and try not to take too long. Okay. Okay. Um, but take note. Uh, okay. okay. So your first one going to give you some ingredients. I want you to tell me 
what menu item this is. This is going to be about. especially challenging because we all know so many of the menu items are interchangeable. Yes. But I'm excited. Yes. Um, okay. Beef, water, seasoning, uh, cellulose, chili pepper, mal- maltodextrin, salt, oats, soy lecithin, tomato powder, sugar, onion powder, citric acid, natural flavors including smoke flavor. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> Torula yeast, cocoa. <laughs> Disodium. Oh, that's by the way MSG. Oh, really? It's another word for MSG. Oh, Torula Torula yeast. yeast? Mm-hmm. Good to know. <laughs> uh, disodium, inosinate, and guanolate, dextrose, <laughs> lactic acid, modified cornstarch. Um, oops. Where, uh, salt, sodium phosphates, milk, cream, <laughs> cornstarch, lactic acid, more maltodextrin, uh, cellulose gel, potassium sorbate, cellulose gum. Locust bean gum, carrageenan, vitamin A, oh my God. <laughs> fresh tomatoes, ground corn, vegetable oil, corn flour, seasoning, salt, maltodextrin, cornstarch, tomato powder, lactose whey, skim milk, corn syrup solids, onion powder, sugar, garlic powder, monosodium glutamate, oh cheddar cheese, God. dextrose, malic acid, <laughs> buttermilk, natural and artificial flavor, sodium acetate. Sodium caseinate, spices, citric acid, disodium isonate, and guanolate, red 40, blue 1, yellow 5, 6 lake, TBHQ, contains milk, oh my God. fresh Eichsberg lettuce, cheddar cheese. Um, and we're almost done. We're almost done. We're, we're what basically- if you ordered like this at the drive-thru? <laughs> like, I get as a political statement. <laughs> I, it's like the next logical. St- I could see someone passing a law, like similar to the, like you have to print calories. Like, uh-huh. like all menu items must be presented yes. as their ingredients. Um, cheddar cheese, which just if you wanted to know what is in that at Taco Bell, it's, uh, pasteurized milk, salt, enzymes, annatto, anti-caking agent. <laughs> um, what is that? What menu item? And that's a menu item. Yes. Yeah, so that has. That's like that's something like, you could order. That's like yeah. a. It's so it's not it's not as granular as it's like something it's not just beef it's like a whole menu it's something you would order at. I, I have a guess. Uh, Do you have a? Yeah, I guess, but I feel like that's that's too many components. Like it's there were two there were like seven different things in there that you gave us ingredients yes. on like i think we yeah okay uh, so you're, you're objecting to uh the game well no my <laughs> feeling was that your first like everything that you described at first was was the ground beef uh, yeah and uh and then all of a sudden it started it sw- started switching into like I thought you were just going to give us like we would tell you the ingredients in like a shell or something. But, like, I, I, so that's like well, it feels we like can, that's I mean, there there's are like many fifty different. different so, yeah, yeah. Uh, but this is a whole item. This is a whole, a whole item. item. Okay, I have a guess. Okay, what's your guess? My guess is Doritos Locos Crunchy Taco Supreme. Why? Um, you said cream or milk, and I know the beef is a bunch of weird ingredients, and then the amount of MSG that was in it. Do you have a guess? I was going to guess the Dorito Loco Taco, too. I didn't necessarily go with the Supreme, mm-hmm. uh, but it had, yeah, it definitely had, like, a, it had beef in it. It had sure. a cheese-based shell. It had cheese in it. Yes. It has lettuce. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying it has, like, sour cream in it, too. And yeah, stuff I thought like I heard that. cream or something. Yeah. 
So maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. And we're we're on a team together, right? Oh, I, I or guess not. so. Yeah, you. It's sure. like Whatever. a little bit like this. L- like okay, it's like say, what's shaken baby yeah, syndrome, yeah. and that yeah, you guys can come yeah, up, yeah, can up, come with it uh, together. Let's say yeah. let's say the Dorito yeah. Loco Supreme. Absolutely. Uh, okay. Do you have a f- um, just to remind you flavor? Yeah. Do you have a flavor? Nacho cheese. Yeah, nacho cheese. Oh my god. You were so close. It's, Fuck! It's a Cool Ranch no! Dorito no! Locos Taco, and it is the Supreme. The Supreme, nice, yeah. Mono, you almost yeah, literally got it. Exactly. nailed it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Cool Ranch. Oh, cool Ranch. Dang I, it. There was a chance with the buttermilk that that was that. Uh, buttermilk. Oh, buttermilk. Um, buttermilk. But, I, uh, but, I, but I, that's amazed. also in the, I know buttermilk is in the. Um, Probably in the the nacho one also. Probably, it's just yeah. a thickening agent. Yeah. Also, fun fact: cellulose is wood pulp. Oh, yeah. Whoa! So it's like a little bit of like like kind of like paper or wood. Yeah, it's yeah. just a calorie free filler. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, who fun new? All right. Enriched <laughs> wheat flour, water, vegetable shortening, sugar, salt, leavening, molasses, dough conditioner. I'll spare you the chemicals and dough conditioner. Um, calcium propionate, sorbic acid and or potassium sorbate, contains wheat, Ch- um, chicken, water, seasoning, uh, including modified tapioca starch, salt, spices, natural flavors, carrageenan, disodium isonate and guanolate, sugar, torioles, citric acid, maltodextrin, garlic powder, dextrose, onion powder, sodium phosphates, pinto beans, soybean oil, seasoning, uh, salt, sugar, spice, beet powder. Uh, natural flavors, sunflower oil, maltodextrin, corn flour, tree halose, modified cornstarch. Water. Um, seasoning, including maltodextrin as always, but modified cornstarch, paprika, salt, tomato powder, spices, natural flavors, paprika. Onion powder, xanthan gum, malic acid, vitamin C, citric acid, torule, tor, uh, MSG. <laughs> Uh, tomatoes, onion, cilantro, water, vinegar, lemon juice, salt, xanthan gum, fresh tomatoes, fresh iceberg lettuce, fresh onions. Wow. What um, menu item do you think? I was going to give you an easier one, but you nailed that one so hard damn. that I'm, I'm really, I'm, this is really testing your knowledge of the, of yeah. the Taco Bell menu. There's chicken and beans. Yeah. Yeah. There's chicken. It's, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be one of the softer items because it had something that. Dough conditioner. Yeah, dough conditioner. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I feel like it. I don't know the items that way. I, I want to say gordita. Is gordita the one that has like the thick, soft yeah, shell? Yeah, gordita's a soft one, and then chalupa's the oh. fried version of that soft one. Okay, so you the, know what the I mean? thick dough is that's a gordita. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's my my first guess would be a chicken gordita. Chicken uh, I was waiting gordita. to hear if there was anything that but suggested wait, a crunch, but I didn't. Uh... Here's why I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Because there's beans on it. But there's no beans in the <laughs> I don't think there's this beans. Okay. truly so yes, and educative. So maybe yeah. it's a burrito? I think it's a burrito or a quesarito. Oh, I don't even know what a quesarito is. It's just, it's, well, uh, but they didn't, but there wasn't that much cheese, was there? Because quesarito ton, yeah. is like the cheese wrapped burrito. So maybe this is a chicken, a chicken burrito supreme. Was there anything in it that suggested uh, sour cream? No, but I heard tomatoes, onions, and cilantro, so we could have oh, right. fresco style on our hands. <laughs> um, it's tough. It's tough. We let's just try it. Uh, and if you chicken. need any reminders, you can always ask. Like if you if yeah, you yeah, if you yeah. want to know it, like remember if something's in there. Yeah. What were you so chicken? I think it's either a burrito. I think it's not. I don't think it's a quesadilla. I think it's a burrito, a chicken burrito, 
Supreme or Chicken Burrito Fresco? I feel like there's tomatoes in the non-Supreme uh, chicken. It's possible. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is. Oh, was there rice, though? I don't know if is there that was in rice. The burrito? Did you? Is there an ingredient that's rice? No. <gasps> well, uh, chicken and beans. Is there, is there any way it could be like nachos, a topped nachos? Oh, a chicken. I didn't feel like there was tortilla chips in there though. It feels like there's something. Yeah, soft. you're right. Dough, dough conditioner. Well, so I'm gonna. I think maybe okay. it is a burrito. I'm gonna follow your lead on this one. Why don't we? Let's just say the. Um, uh, what's that one that they they grill? The burrito they grill. Um, 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 the Mexi Melt? Yeah. So that has, no, 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 no. The, um, the grilled stuff burritos. Uh, so that has rice in it, right? Oh, maybe it's it an enchurito. It could entri- be an enchurito. Let's, let's call it a chicken enchurito. Let's okay. say that. Okay. We're going to say chicken, say chicken, chicken enchurito. Or, uh, okay. Okay. And can you, uh, but I feel like you also have, what were you going My alternative yeah. Mexi Melt. No, okay. Mexi Melt's the one no. with chili. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Ugh, you said it I said before. it. Shit. You said it before. Was it, a it is a fresco burrito Chick- supreme oh, wow. with chicken. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> Good work. It's insane <laughs> that how, I knew that. Yeah. You were just like, it was like a beautiful mind style <laughs> where you were like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's zero well, one, it's my, zero well, one. There's it, there isn't any cheating. All of your conclusions yeah. were so correct. Damn. That it is a fresco I'm fine with being wrong, burrito. especially since I said it. I've sort of <laughs> said it, you know? Um, okay. Last but not least. Okay, here we go. I hope um, this is really fun for everyone listening. <laughs> I, honestly, I, if it's nothing really else, fun for me because you know this menu better than I even thought you if would. If nothing else, Gabrus and Betsy can play along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, we have Gabr- Gabrus is going to come on Ooh. and maybe we'll give him another edition. We'll see if, <laughs> if he does yes. better or worse. Um, okay. Diced tomatoes, including juice, tomato puree, jalapeno peppers, onions, cilantro, bell pepper, salt, Garlic, vinegar, cumin, citric acid, white ground corn with fumaric acid, cellulose gum, sodium propionate, and sorbic acid, canola oil. White ground corn is the only one that threw me off. Um, Yeah, up until that point, it just sounded like hot sauce. (laughs) Is it just (laughs) chips and salsa? Yeah, it's. I mean, it definitely sounds like there's no ingredient that, there's no cheese in that, right? No. So... I think it's just chips that's my salsa. guess is chips and salsa, white ground corn. Yeah, I think it's chips and salsa or chips and a Taco Bell sauce packet. But chips and salsa feels like the more likely. Yeah. Do they do a chips and salsa, or do they just do? I know they do the cheese sauce, like chips and pico. Or no, is, yeah. it, is it chips and salsa or chips and pico de gallo? I don't know. I've never ordered that there. Uh, white ground corn. So that's got to be the chips. That's just chips, right? That's chips, and everything else was like tomatoes. Yeah, everything else was like a. It was just a salsa. It was, they were salsa ingredients, but yeah. like Taco Bell salsa, like not natural ingredients for salsa. Right. But I just don't know if Taco Bell even claims tomato to make a salsa puree. So there was tomato puree. Yeah, so it's got to be thick, and which is not going, which is different than the sauces, which are very runny. Yeah. Um. So- Chips and salsa? We'll say chips and salsa. Hell yeah. Chips and salsa. Okay, chips and salsa. You guys, it's chips and salsa. (laughs) We did it. Yeah, it's chips, and it's specifically not chips and pico. Uh It's chips and their fire roasted salsa. Oh, okay, Um, cool. And and the I was gonna give you a sauce packet. 
uh, that was another. Maybe I'll save it for Gabers, maybe because <laughs> nice. the sauce packet does have a whole different set of ingredients. Oh, yeah. so it looks very different than the for salsa. sure some sodium benzoate. Yeah. <laughs> that was so fun for me. That was great. You that did a great job. Really... You were really excellent at it. Yeah, you did a very good <laughs> Thank job. Thank you so much. I've been. I've had a lot of Taco Bell. Wow. Two summers ago, my sister. Uh, who lives in Dubai, yeah. and when yeah. she comes to visit, like she has to take like a 15-hour flight yeah. to come see us. And she has bad fear of flying for <gasps> a bunch of other reasons. We took a fear of flying um, class. Oh, no. wow. Yeah, that I didn't they know have. that existed. It's crazy. It's called, oh, I'm going to blank. I should plug it. It's like Captain Ron, maybe, or Captain. Uh-huh. He's like a, it's a fear of flying class that you do out of um, Burbank uh, oh. Airport, and it's like facilitated through Burbank, and it's a two-day course. Uh-huh. And it's, I recommend it to anybody. It didn't cure me, but it like, it like helped me retrain my brain. And you basically, it's for people who have like crippling fear of flying and you spend a day, like you spend a day at this sort of like hangar Uh that's uh, like Mm. adjacent to, actually it's adjacent to this fake plane that they shoot a lot of like commercials and stuff in. And um, you do a whole day with him where he takes you through just like the logistics of like how flying works and like helps you just understand it and understand like the neurology of fear and all yeah. of this yeah. and then um, you go into this flying simulator yeah and you like and it's turbulence yeah and then the next day which is optional you are supposed to do a flight <gasps> with your group you fly oh. to Oakland as a group and then you literally get off and reboard and fly oh back my God. but oh. it's like a regular commercial yeah, flight yeah. like a southwest flight yeah and and it's all full of scared people it's no it's regular it's like there was only like eight people in the class or oh ten people yeah. and then the rest of the plane it's is like normal? normal flight and they like go, go on the PA and like, like you're <laughs> and a bunch they, of freaks you're like super freaks they like clump us all together and they're like hey it's like southwest they're like hey everybody we want to give a big no. shout out to captain ron's flyers and it's like truly and my sister and i were the youngest people by a yeah. lot yeah, yeah. we were the youngest people and actually i would say the thing that was amazing and almost helped the most was realizing like comparatively how small our our fear was compared to some yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. there were people in their like 70s who had missed like the birth of their grandchildren oh. and like their their children's weddings and like had truly truly like their entire lives and there was there were people I would say the starting class on Saturday was maybe like 15 people, yeah. maybe like eight, 10 did the flying day. And of that, at least three, uh, I was going to say chicken. Didn't decide to fly um, like at the last minute. One lady, one lady sat and like buckled in and was like, nope. And then <gasps> got off, and but was truly crying tears of joy that she had gotten that far. Oh, oh yeah, she had like That's, she's like okay. just just like, just to be on the plane and like sit in it was more than I could imagine. Yeah. And then one lady, or it was like a lady and her husband, and he did it with her. He didn't have fear of flying. Um, he they they got to Oakland, but they didn't want to fly back. They like rented oh, okay. a car, they, drove back. They, okay, yeah. but she was really happy that she had done like half of it. And you can see their faces on Captain Ron's wall of wusses. <laughs> <laughs> You were right. That is Captain Ron. It's the, it's it? called Fear of Flying. Yes. Uh, and it, did you get the Fearless Flight Kit? I have the, the Fearless Flight what's Kit. What's in the Fearless what Flight Kit? It? It's basically it's it's more. Um, the kit is actually just like a uh, a downloadable like audio track that you're supposed to oh, okay. listen to. Uh, it's when not like you Valium fly. or something. No, oh. I wish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have it. I'm giving that out to everybody. Just here's my kit. Little Xanax. I definitely want to take Captain Jesse's. <laughs> 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 it's 
primarily fun with flying. Yeah, it's uh, crying on a Tim Kalpakis' shoulder. That's primarily what you do during oh, the flight. Then I've taken that class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take it tomorrow, too. Having your husband say, maybe more wine. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Maybe more wine. <laughs> husbands say that. That's yeah. something that husbands well, say. Well, if they want to enjoy a flight in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> they might do that. Um, no, it, it was, yeah, I think that, that was, there might have been more. In, I think the kid had like paperwork and like info that you could look at, but it was basically like so that on your own you could like, you know, replicate mm-hmm. and remember yeah. all the things you'd learned. And so, uh, which I, I listened to it, but it kind of wasn't that helpful for me. Like, yeah. it was what kind so, of stuff is it? It's kind of like soothing. Like it's a, it's funny because it's like it's just a guy, like a sixty five year old guy, so he doesn't really have the most. Like it's not like yeah. a, a genuinely, it's not like a British woman. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's like Captain Ron wants to remind you, you know. Like it's just a guy it's talking like getting on like a Disneyland ride where they're like, yeah. put your hats in the basket. And Captain Ron is a Disney movie, isn't yeah. it? Wasn't that a uh, uh, like a pirate? Well, I kept trying to think if I was conflating him with um with a uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, <laughs> oh right. Uh, Captain uh, Who's oh, that captain? Uh, Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, Lieutenant, Lieutenant Dan. Dan. Yeah, yeah. Not even the same no. rank. Yeah. Not even Lieutenant Dan. I don't know if we gave him. The only thing they have in common is it's a rank in a man's name. But did we give him a promotion or a demotion? I don't even know which one's worse. No, I think it's a demotion to handle lunatics that are scared of flying. Yeah, it said he was a pilot for forty years and and a. Uh, a flight, like, I can't remember the term they used, like something basically like flight therapy. Like yes. fear and his of flying whole, his whole for thing, like 27 like I, years. I have his Whoa. car, like he has a card he gives you at the end and his whole thing is like literally you can call him and text <gasps> him and like anytime. Like anytime? Yeah. He's like, like the Richard Simmons of flying. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and it's, and by the way, he is like his empathy and like his ability like to, because at the airport it was like people were fritzing and yeah. on the plane and stuff and like his ability to calm people and like, uh, nice. he's, it, it like makes you want to cry. He really, really was he's like, it was incredible and it's not cheap but it was like one of the most I wouldn't have done it my sister signed us up for it uh, and I was like so happy I did it and it was also just one of the most like fascinating experiences yeah. like you we just like connected with people that we would have never crossed paths with otherwise and really hearing like their sob stories of yeah. like how it had impacted their life was unbelievable like to just realize like how real it is yeah, yeah. for lots of people it was it, I think that was like an incredibly validating feeling you know because yeah. you know fear of flying and you yeah. know other people but you're not like sitting on planes idea, like trying yeah. to talk to people about it and it was just a nice thing to realize like oh yeah we like all share this uh, really real fear yeah if anything uh, we've sort of been conditioned to keep it to ourselves when we're you know like that that thought that like the plane could crash or whatever don't say that out loud because now you're inciting a riot essentially exactly and that's what's a real thing and that's a lot of times what at least speaking for myself what can make you what makes me spiral is like the feeling of like not trying to scare people on a plane is that you know I know that when I see a woman who looks like me on a plane Mm -hmm. like crying during turbulence or something that it like activates my fear and makes it a lot scarier and so it's you're trying so hard to be cool, yeah. you know, yeah. during those, and, it, and it's very hard. Um, and so it was just nice to be like, "Hey, we're a bunch of scared freaks." Yeah, uh, it was I, nice. I think <laughs> I think so much of I think so much of our fear based life is trying to keep other people from having to experience the same thing, or yeah. or if you're a bad person, just the opposite, like making <laughs> everyone around you feel it too. Right. Like, what, like uh, you know, in the class we talk about like, yeah. uh, uh, "Don't be the asshole," the yeah. one who like that sort of an, yeah. the asshole kind of move to like make yeah. everyone feel your bad feeling too. But in general. Yeah. I think 
think that like I think and that's you know also in the class we talk yeah. about the choking thing that yes, like everyone I is so think like about that. What is it? Uh, the, uh, we've talked about it on this before yeah. that um that uh, oh, that yeah. like that a large percentage of people die of choking because they're too embarrassed, embarrassed. to admit that they're choking oh, that like yeah. you know that we're having these we're having like these intense feelings and then we kind of keep them to ourselves for fear of like giving them out but as a result you know sometimes sometimes the feeling is real and we should be kind of like sharing it making everyone sort of aware but in most instances it's just uh um we're allowing ourselves to suffer uh unnecessarily by not allowing others to help us Um, have you experienced a lot of uh death in your life i don't think i have i have uh I'm trying to, in, in, in my close circle, no, yeah. like I had the first death I remember was my uncle Bill mm-hmm. when I was like six or eight. And then my father was a big one. That was like four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then I've had some aunts that I was close to, yeah. but they were like eighties, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so it wasn't, they were like slow decline and I've never knock on wood. Yeah. I'm attempting, I've never had like a call where someone says everyone died in a plane crash kind of yeah, like yeah. death yes. or car wreck yeah, or yeah. you know people who lose a parent in a car wreck or something mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. I've never been in a, in a circle that, where that's happened yeah. so I think I have been you know I think a normal amount of death has come into my life but I've never been like next to severe death yeah I always wonder if that makes you is there severe death of- or is all death severe I guess that's Probably we not. know what you mean, um, okay. but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess yeah. sudden and illogical. <laughs> sudden, death? Yeah, tragic death. Yeah. Tragic tra- death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They're all pretty tragic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the sudden, the sudden. I would part, argue yeah. that not all. Like when no, we were well, talking yeah, no, about, like are, my grandmother, you know, a couple like right, uh, right. last month passed away, or, and it was like sad but not tragic because she was ninety three. Yeah, yeah. It was the yeah. end of a full life. And she was ready. Yeah. And, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. Go, go on. I was my. My father's death, because I have very, like, vivid memories. I was uh, coming back from rehearsal in New York mm-hmm. for Veep, and I got a call in the airport, and my sisters were crying. And my father battled, like, cancer and had remission, and then he was going down again, and he couldn't eat. And mm. he was quite miserable, yeah. and he was sort of going to bed praying, I just want to die. Like, he couldn't mm-hmm. drive anymore. Yeah. He didn't want to be a burden, and he was ready. Yeah. And then he went on this, like, hunger fast. He's like, I'm not going to eat anymore. Yeah. And then my sisters called me crying because they couldn't get my dad to eat. And it's like, you got to come. He's going to die. And I just remember being on the plane home. I gave some of my luggage. I said, I got to go to Chicago and went to Chicago for like 48 hours or whatever. And I remember on that flight to Chicago, I knew it would be the last time I saw him. I just Mm -hmm. knew it because Mm -hmm. he was probably going to go. And I had all these like wonderful, like, this is it. Like, I'm going to see my dad before he dies and I'm going to have, he's going to impart some tremendous yeah. wisdom or some nugget yeah. that unlocks everything or something he didn't say to me that he always wanted to say and cut to us. It couldn't have been more normal. Would yeah. you make me a sandwich, yeah. Maddie? What yeah. do you think about the bears? Yeah. Look at this. I got this at the, I got this at the right aid. Like yeah. it was all mm. simple and normal. And it yeah. wasn't like the sense of death coming right. had not changed our relationship. Like I said, I loved him and I was really good. At, I'm proud of yeah. like, he would never say I love you. He was that guy oh, that like, really? yeah, I would say, I would talk to him on the phone and we were pretty close. He was a good yeah. man. And I would say like, all right, dad, I got to go. And I love you. And he'd, he'd always say, thank you. <gasps> wow. But I, by the, once it, it became routine, I liked the thank you more than I love you. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was very signature him. I knew he <laughs> yeah. loved me. Yeah. 
and I felt it, but I could also feel like I'm not going to say it. I can't say it. So it was always like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, I love you know what that. I mean? yeah. So it was like, I would have yeah. been more disappointed by I love you. So yeah. Cause it would have been him sort of almost putting something on instead. Yeah. Of, yeah. And, and I was okay with not yeah. hearing it. Like I yeah. knew it was there. And then when I literally had to leave the door, he made a joke about my hat and he's like, uh, mom wants her hat back. <laughs> he was teasing me. Cause I used yeah. to, yeah. I used to rib him. We used to tease each other nice. and it was kind of perfect. Yeah. And I don't know if he was keeping it light, but I didn't leave that moment. I said, he, I guess he did say like, you know, but it was things he always said. Yeah. He's like, mm. you know what I think's most important is that you kids get along. I always wanted you guys to, you know, mm. take care of your family, yeah. love your family. And I was like, I do, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And I, I, I have done that and I'll, yeah. I'll try to continue to do that. And, yeah, you almost hope that that these. I mean, because I I recently had a, a similar. We both actually had yeah. recently sort of similar experiences where we where we went home to sort of say goodbye, but not necessarily in a way where it's so formal, where you're you know you're not like hugging them and saying I love you goodbye forever kind of thing. And I think what you come to realize because on the plane I had a similar sort of experience where I was sort of jotting down these thoughts of things that I wanted yeah. to make sure that I said. Yeah. And then mm. I got there and I realized like, no, what I really wanted to have was the quintessential experience with this person that I'd had tons of experiences with before in the same way that when I go home to Detroit, yeah. my home in Detroit, I don't go to try the new restaurants that are now populating <laughs> yeah. Detroit. I go to try the ones that that I always enjoyed when I lived there. And yeah. so you go to have the experience with your dad that you've always had with your dad, yeah. because if it's a new experience, suddenly I think that makes it more tragic. There's suddenly this new part of your dad that you never got to know. Instead, you find out that your dad was who you thought he was <laughs> and that he was a, he was a good loving guy who expressed it in his particular way. And that seems like the most beautiful experience that you can have closing down shop with a, with a person you cared about. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, no, I think it's an unconscious uh, you, you want comfort. You want to mm -hmm. cut when you see someone, you know, like my dad, I, I just wanted to, I want to make sure, do you need anything? Yeah. yeah. Can I help you in any way? So you're doing service and then you're also like checking in, like, do you want to say anything? And then I think you unconsciously want the comfort. Like you, you want the good things because we enjoyed yeah. bullshitting about the bears or we yeah. enjoyed yeah. Jo telling jokes with each other or. He was rolling calls, like all these friends were calling him and I was teasing him or we were like, who's this? And he's like, Maddie's here. Say hi. And like, it was very normal. Yeah. It was like, yeah. uh, so I think that is probably an unconscious, like when you go to die or they put you on an iceberg or they, they wrap you in fur and put you on an iceberg, <laughs> it seems like the concept is like, we're going to make you as comfortable as possible. Yeah. So maybe in behavior, we were making each other or I was maybe making him hopefully as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Like to press him and say, you got to give me something, old man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's about me. Right, yeah. right, right. So you're there to comfort them on the yeah. next level. Yeah. Or before they hit the, the next level. I guess yeah. that is exactly what it is. I mean, that's what hospice is there to mm. literally make them as comfortable as possible. And we're there to make them as emotionally comfortable. Those I mean, people I, are saints. People who do uh, hospice. Yeah. Hospice. It's some of just the best people I've ever encountered. They really are. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. My mom has done that through the years, which uh, my mom's an awesome woman. And I could so never cool. do yeah. that, like get attached to someone knowing it's yeah. a short window on this. But they really make such a difference. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. They're really angels. Uh, guys. I'm really excited because we have the long-awaited return of 
one of the very favorite guests that this podcast has had. I've had several requests for her to come back. Um, we're here with Dr. Laura Malone, uh, but as we call her on the podcast, just Dr. Laura, um, and she is back to give us more of her incredible knowledge of real medical things um, and answer some of our questions. Hey, Laura. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. How have you been? Us. It's been it's been months. What what have you been doing? <laughs> Any um, medicine? You, you know, just talking to people about real medical things as opposed to what I talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Great. Not mincing yes, any words. Yeah. I love it. I love. <laughs> I guess all the people that we saved from grill brush accidents uh, mean nothing to you. But uh. oh yeah, this is actually since we talked to you last. You know, we had a whole summer. You had a whole summer of being a doctor. Did anybody come mm -hmm. in having swallowed a grill brush? Yeah. <laughs> no one did show up with that. I'm happy to say. <laughs> I'm less happy, but I guess it's a good thing. All things considered. <laughs> So, Laura, you're in the middle of a 24-hour shift. Is that correct? Yeah. What? So you're just you're helping. What? What does that even look like? Well, so my shift is starting a little bit later, but we had an activity during the day um, that I had to be here for. So I'm off for about an hour or so, a little break. So I figured I'd call in and see what advice or things we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some questions sort of uh, because you're, you know, you're in the middle of a day when you're going to just uh, work for 24 hours straight. Um, mm -hmm. I want, I'm curious about your opinions of, uh, about whether you can die from sleep deprivation. Can you die from not, because Ben is very sleepy today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could I die? <laughs> can you die from not getting enough sleep? Um, I mean, I've never really seen that happen because I think you end up just sort of passing out eventually. Um, <laughs> but but it's die. probably not healthy to be depriving yourself of sleep on a regular basis. So, so I I found an article that said that um, there was in the eighties they did an experiment on rats, and mm -hmm. after thirty two days of not having any sleep, all of the rats were dead. <laughs> Do, would that happen to people? Um, I don't know. I don't know anyone that's actually stayed awake for 32 days straight. Sure, but you're um, a doctor, so hypothetically, if, if, I'm, if hypothetically, I'm your patient and I come yeah, in and I'm I mean, like, I'm going to stay, up, stay I'm up, I'm doing a, wake, um, a waking marathon as a yeah. protest. I'm never going to go. I'm on a sleep strike. What would you tell me? I mean, I think eventually you might have problems and die from it but i think that your body would probably just take over and you would fall asleep at mm. the littlest thing hmm. um interesting and so you wouldn't get to that point as opposed to the rats that they can continue to force to stay awake you, i guess how do you force a rat to stay awake i don't know you read the study what did they do <laughs> it didn't it didn't really <laughs> you think just like poking it you think they just like poke the rat like wake up so they did that too. What would what like when you did finally die from sleep deprivation? Like what would actually have killed you? Like would your heart just stop? Oh, I don't know. I wonder if maybe you would just have like seizures at a certain point hmm. um, from it. But 
I don't know what you would actually die from. Again, the study probably that Madeline had read probably <laughs> lends more information study. to this because I've mean, never actually had a patient that stays awake that long. So. <laughs> well, okay, so I have another kind It's sort of a sleep adjacent question. I was um, browsing CNN Health, which I like to do sometimes before our calls to see if there's anything okay. I want to ask you about. Um, uh-huh. And I discovered an article um, about a woman who recently she was sleeping and then she woke up feeling kind of like funny, like uh, like there was a pain inside her head. It was like sort of like itchy. And she went to the doctor and she had a live cockroach inside her skull. It had crawled inside her skull. They did a skull X-ray and found a cockroach and it had crawled up through her nose and it burrowed in there so deep. It was living its life. And they had to, it took them like like a very long time to get it out because they had to like suck it out. Um, <laughs> have you ever encountered anything like that? And should I be scared? How scared should I be that that will happen to me? Um, I've never encountered anything like that. I think that sounds totally gross and disgusting. And so I hope that that never happens to you. Um, <laughs> Could it, does it, how, like, have you ever had any, anybody with things stuck in their head? I mean, not like a bug that crawls inside of their brain. No. What's the coolest thing you I found mean, in someone's head? I don't. Head? Why? I mean, CNN uh, Health reports these types of things. Yes. This, this is where you get the information Sorry, from. It's TMZ not on like, okay. crazystories.com or something. Where do you do, where do you get CNN? your health news? Um, I mean, I live health news, so I tend not <laughs> to actually like search things. But if you want to know, like. What are the interesting trends? How do you beat belly fat? Where do you go? Um, I mean, I go to like more medical journals if it's something regarding actual patients. But I, I mean, I don't tend to just search the Internet for trends. I sort of find that out from practice what's actually happening. So you guys are not when you guys are taking your break, you're not all in the break room chatting about what you read about on mm-hmm. CNN Health or HuffPo. I looked at HuffPo Health. You guys uploading images on the No, that's probably the last place that we go for any of our medical knowledge. And we really try and not talk about medical things when we're all just sort of sitting in the break room. So, really? What do you guys talk yeah. about? Do you have like a comedy podcast? I mean, some of us do have like real lives with friends and things <laughs> like that. So, But... So what do you, so give me an example. So, okay, I'm going to pretend to be another doctor and we're in the break room. Can you give me an example of what you would talk about? Because in my mind, this is how it would talk about. Uh, this is how it would go. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Laura, how are you? <laughs> Good. How are you? Am I I'm, playing this role or are you just going to play you're just being you. it? You're just being you okay. and I'm another okay. one of your coworkers. What's the name of okay. one of your coworkers? Um, let's just say Kristen. Okay. Hey, it's me, Kristen. How are you? Good. How are you, Kristen? Uh, I'm terrible. I have a headache, and it started right in the middle of last night, and I, I just, it feels kind of itchy and weird, and I don't know what it is. Are you worried that some sort of cockroach went into your brain? Yes! How did you know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. <laughs> but, but I tried everything else. I, um... I took an Advil. It still hurts. Yeah. Normally, my other, like, medical friends wouldn't be looking at CNN Health for their 
you know, medical information either. So I think that might be something only you do, Madeline, Maybe to Chris, prepare well, for the segment. Kristen right now. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, doc- I'm Dr. Kristen. Kristen's You're Dr. Kristen. Doctor. Okay. Um, um yeah, that's not how our conversations really go. And how do they go? Like, what are so you're what you talk about? Like, like the Super Bowl. Oh, you know, like all the like the, some of us did watch the Super, Bowl. the Super Bowl. Yeah, do you talk about like C- CTE? Yeah, you guys would probably talk about CT CTE. Isn't that when everybody's brain breaks? Yeah, that's the one. That's the um, the con- the concussion thing. They uh, yeah, they have bro- broken brain from concussions. You guys should be talking about this when you're discussing <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like, you know, there are other people that could discuss the, the football side of it. <laughs> you guys got to look at it from a medical perspective. Agreed? <laughs> That's my form of a question is I just make a statement and then say, agreed? Sorry, I'm having a hard time hearing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I like... can only really hear Madeline. Oh. Um, like ben was just saying he thinks that you... Um, that you guys should be ta- like when you're talking about the Super Bowl, you should be talking about traumatic brain injuries. And he asked, oh. "Do you agree?" <laughs> he asked, "What?" He asked if you agree. <laughs> oh, if I agree, yeah. I mean, for things like you know traumatic brain injuries, we'll talk about that. But that seems a little more reasonable than cockroaches crawling into your brain. So you so. don't think that that's at all a legit f- fear? I mean. Fear? No, I don't think you have to worry about that happening. You don't, but why not? Because, first of all, I mean, I don't even know if that was like a real story or not, or you're just like making it up. Well, no, I'm not. If, um, if you go Google, if you go to, it was a headline yesterday. You can just, huh. um, but also if you just go to CNN.com, uh, 2017 slash two slash eight slash health slash live cockroach skull and (laughs) and you'll find the article (laughs) okay i'll have to look that up later look it Uh, up i'm really curious what you think because it um because there was a picture of the x-ray and everything they there was also a video of them pulling the cockroach out of her head but i couldn't watch it yeah that's probably a good idea i don't think i would want to watch that either it sounds pretty disturbing but what if you had to do that would you or would you say too gross i mean i wouldn't be the one doing that that would be probably an ent doctor that would have to do that so oh seems about yeah (laughs) um okay well okay any advice for avoiding this kind of medical emergency like what would you tell people who just hypothetically were legitimately scared this could happen how can you prevent it um maybe having a um exterminator come and then treat your house so that you don't have cockroaches in your house what if you okay what if you don't have cockroaches but are afraid of the rogue cockroach coming in and getting getting in that in, in your nose when you sleep I mean, maybe then you should just sleep with some of those like nose plug things. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't recommend doing that, by the way. But well, if you you're just... forcing me to say something, <laughs> guys, you heard That's what first. I will say. <laughs> Get an exterminator and mm-hmm. just to to be safe, plug up your nose while you sleep. Plug all your holes. I've heard they can crawl in your ears too. 
But that wasn't in this particular article. Okay. I mean, it's probably more <laughs> likely that they would, like, crawl in your mouth. But. Laura. <laughs> this is probably how it sounds when you guys were talking about football. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you can't hear me. <laughs> Laura, thank you so much. Um, we're going to have you on. Oh, really quickly, actually, um, we have our guest with us. Leland, do you have any questions for Dr. Okay. Laura before we let her go save children? Oh, gosh. Um uh, yeah. Laura, can you hear Leela? Can, can you hear me? Just barely. Okay, cool. How, How about, about now? A little better now. Okay, I'll be as close as possible. Um, my question is, is, can you prevent your eyes from getting worse by, uh, like, say you're nearsighted. If you spend a lot of time looking at faraway things, <laughs> do you... Is, is there anything that you can do that's in your control to prevent your eyes from naturally uh, losing their vision or having it get worse? So, I mean, I think the best things are to, um, like, not read in the dark, try and limit screen time, things like that. But um, I've actually heard recently that even the whole thing with carrots and vitamin A um, is not proven to actually help improve. I oh, say. that's interesting. So I would just try and limit other things that you're doing um, that can make your eyes worse. But I don't think looking at things far away. <laughs> well, will that's what make like. It and the reason better. why I asked this, it just came to me because when I was a kid, my dad was like, "Don't sit too close to the TV." But also, when you have a moment to look out at the landscape, let your eyes relax on it. And he had this whole whole thing. Of like, you know, so, so your eyes get used to seeing things close up and far away. But is so I wanted to see if there was any validity to that. Well, I mean, you don't want your eyes to be looking. That's what they think about, like having watching screens too often just because your eyes aren't moving a whole lot through it. So, okay. yeah, you don't want to, like, focus on one thing for too long. But so your dad was right with regards to that. But looking at things particularly far away isn't going to change it. Good but you to should know. look at things mm -hmm. of different depth and give your eyes breaks and things like that. OK, so just kind of vary up what I'm looking at it um, with a with a variety of distances as well. Mm hmm. OK. Yeah. Well, and that was. A great question. Mm -hmm. Thank you. It just came to me. I didn't even have them prepared. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to be uh, getting the opportunity to talk <laughs> to a real doctor. <laughs> I feel like it was not probably as relevant or helpful as cockroach whether a brain. cockroach can crawl in your brain. <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was, it was good. Definitely not as, um, like, w with emotional suspense. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Laura, thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Good nice to, to meet you, you. again. So you were sick in the hospital. Can you tell exactly what yeah. you were sick with? Uh, 2013, I had night sweats a lot. Mm -hmm. And I went to the doctor. I was sure something was wrong with yeah. me. And I, I started going, in Canada, you have family doctor. And you go, I went to my family doctor. He's like, I don't know. What is that? Is that just what just you call like a GP. general pr yeah, practitioner? Right. Okay, cool. So you ha were having night sweats a lot and you went to the was, hospital. You right. went to your family doctor. I was sweating yeah. like a motherfucker every night. And I would get up and I would literally like change my shirt and I'd have Holy to change shit. it. Like, and I was just like, these are not normal night sweats. Mm -hmm. And the doctors were just like, I don't know what to do for you. And I started going to the, going to the emergency room. What? And so I'd go there. I went to the emergency room 
five times. And I said, there's something wrong with you. And they looked me over and they kept me for hours and they would just say, listen, we can't find anything wrong with you. What they found was that I had something called endocarditis, which is an infection in your heart. And uh, usually like very unhealthy people like IV drug users get endocarditis, but normal healthy people don't usually get it. So they did not think to look for for it. And so as a result, it went undiagnosed. Yeah. For probably a year, maybe longer. And so it just sat there and it grew and it grew and it grew in my heart, in the mitral valve. And eventually pieces of it started breaking off and (gasps) traveled in my bloodstream like the minecart sequence in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. (laughs) And they went to my brain and I had a stroke or series of strokes. Because a piece of infection basically was carted up to your brain. Yeah. And so I actually saw an MRI of my brain from that time. And it looked like rain falling on a on a big dark lake. What that, does that mean? Just all the damage that oh. was all scattered. Now, I mostly am healthy. Like yeah. you can't see what's wrong with me. Yeah, you'll slowly deduce what's wrong with me over uh-huh. the course of the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, I lose my train of thought sometimes. Mm. Uh, I I get tired really easily. Yeah, uh, I re- repeat myself less so now. Huh. Um, but I'm I'm like a work in progress. I you know the oh. brain heals. That's the thing that I love about the brain. It's miraculous. Yeah, uh, they call it neuroplasticity. The the brain finds a way to work around the parts that are damaged. Yeah, yeah. And uh, But my brain is still figuring itself out. So every time I do something, like when I did the TED Talk, yeah. like when I'm here, like I push myself and I take oh. my brain, I push it a little further, I push it a little harder, and then I get something on the far side of it. I, I heal a little a little bit more. That's, so what, um, what was it? Okay, well, first of all, tell us about this. So you had, so you had a series of mini strokes. Yes. And then... Did they culminate in one there was, big event or like what was there like sort of a climax of of the strokes? No, there was a, it, like I started losing my grip on reality. Like I just started I stopped going to work. I just laid Which is on, crazy if you host a TV show. That's right. And so they were like where, where's Scott and they and they had to come and they had to get like the super in my building to to <gasps> open the door to my apartment and they just found me sleeping on the couch. And I'd stopped feeding my cats, my beloved cats. Yeah. I have two cats. We ha- uh, what are their names? Well, there's a big boy and his name is Chief <laughs> because he's very insecure. Oh. And I have a little tiny, tiny girl. She's <gasps> literally the size. She's like a black and white, like a tuxedo. Oh. And she's so tiny, but she lived on the streets of New York and she had a couple litters of kitten or a couple litters of kittens. And her name is Bee, like Bumblebee. So That's Chief and really- Bee. Oh. And so you I, weren't feeding I wasn't and feeding anybody. I wasn't going oh. to work and I was just fucking falling apart. Like everything, the wheels fell right off my life. And, and there, there, there are some shows where I was still thinking I was well enough to do the show, yeah. and, but I was clearly not all there. Like it's yeah. hard. A lot of the show that we did was improvisational. Improvis- yeah, we yeah. weren't reading off of teleprompters and it's mm. just hard to remember, you know, if we're reviewing a movie and that's what we yeah. reviewed movies, video games technology like nerd shit like hardcore yeah uh but remembering any details uh well enough to host a tv show was was really a challenge for me yeah and and were you how aware were you that the wheels were kind of falling off like or like what was going through your mind when when you like couldn't remember things and you were like 
was it so gradual that you were just like, yeah, maybe I'm just really tired or I'm really, like, yeah. I just, a lot of it seems uh, surreal. A lot of it's like, I mean, we all know what being drunk is like. Yeah. Like it was, a lot of it was like that. It was just like, woo. I wasn't unhappy. I didn't feel, I didn't feel sick. I knew I was going to sweat at night. Like I did every night. Jeez. And I just was like, I, I remember walking to work in Vancouver and I remember walking home. Uh, but I just remember kind of being happy, but yeah. also out of it. Like I just yeah. wasn't, my brain wasn't, and every day there was less of my brain functioning, like l- little bits of it were getting more and more damaged. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, I, ins- that's like so scary too, because it's like, I feel like it's the kind of thing like we'll throw around if like, like sometimes like Ben will leave his keys in the front door, mm-hmm. you know, like overnight or whatever. And we'll, he'll always be like. I don't know, maybe I had a bunch of little strokes and didn't find it, you know, and it like, we throw that out as a casual yeah. explanation for every time no, we like, forget something, but the fact that that joke. happened yeah. to you and that kind of, that like, you know, that it that it did manifest itself in like a bunch of things that could be forgetful and then they just escalated yeah, to the point. I just, yeah, I'm sure the people I work with just thought I was being a selfish asshole. They're yeah. like, wow, he just didn't show up for work today. <laughs> Somebody call him. We got to talk to him. That's crazy. But I was just fucking falling apart. Oh, and, and I really, like they just thankfully found it. It was really because uh, one of the doctors in the emergency room just took a wild guess. They're so like, this is what when you came this? in for the sweats again? Or? Yeah, yeah, I just went in again. I'm like, I am fucked up. And I went in and they were like, maybe it's this. And and they just decided, they started testing for that. And they found out that that's exactly what was going on. And it had been there for so long. And it was so, adv- I mean, the darkest side of it is, I have a friend who's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, she sat in on some of the, the meetings when they were yeah. talking about what they were going to do for me. And, uh, you know, the doctor originally, they, they came to me and they said, we want to do an operation. We want to cut out this, yeah. the infection in your heart. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And the next day they came back and they said, listen, we've talked some more. We're not going to do that. And I was like, just make up your mind. Yeah. And they came back the next day. They're like, okay, we are going to do it. Yeah. And she told me, my friend who's a doctor, she said, Jonesy, they didn't think you'd survive. They didn't think you'd survive the operation. So they were reluctant to do it at all. But then they realized they didn't have any other choice. Yeah. So they had to do it. Yeah. And, uh, and they did it. And I mean, that's the thing that makes me kind of fearless now. Yeah. Is I just, I don't, I'm like, what else is there to be afraid of? Hi, my name is Julia. And I'm calling to tell you about the time I got stung by like 27 bees. Um, I was working as a camp counselor at, um, like not even a counselor, honestly, like a team helper uh, at a camp for kids that were developmentally disabled or like on the autism spectrum. Um, So we'd all gone on a hike and I'm already like, I don't know, not the most outdoorsy person. And one of the kids picked over a rock and the rock was housing a a full-on like colony of bees and so suddenly it was just like total anarchy everyone was screaming and crying and everyone was being stung and I was getting stung and in pain and like one of the other wiser teen helpers was like get in the river just like get everyone down to the river so I started kind of tossing children into the river trying to save them from being stung more times 
and I had some, like, weird, like, single mother strength or something, but I was, like, 16, so I'm, like, throwing kids in. I'm trying to save myself. One kid, like, has sort of, like, a leg injury, so he can't really walk. I literally, like, hoisted him up, carried him through the river, and his croc fell off, like, his shoe. He had a cute little croc, and it went down the river, and I was freaking out because I was like, I'm so sorry, we have to leave it behind. There's no time for your croc. So I, like, continue on, get all the kids packed up in the van. The camp director's like, I'm so sorry, like, we have to leave you and your brother. My brother was also a teen helper. Um, so if you guys can just drive back by yourself, uh, that'd be great. And then, like, spins off and leaves us in the woods, um, which was terrifying. So I'm, like, stung in the eyeball. and like, well, exaggeration, like, side of my eye. In all these different places, we eventually make it back to the car, and I'm, like, crying and screaming and shaking uh, and just completely covered in these things. Thank goodness none of these children were allergic. Anyways, I'm driving us home, and my brother's like, do you want me to drive? And I was like, no, we're going home. I literally drove us home. I didn't drive us back to camp. I'm a bad teen helper. Um, but again, thank goodness, I wasn't deathly allergic to bees and survived, and we all made it out. <laughs> Bye. Oh, well, oh yeah. I al- Okay, I just remember this. I almost died Whoa. Um, as a kid. Like, because we were, I was at this school where yeah. all the kids were dumb and I refused to stand uh-huh. in line and they w- were playing kick the can. Very stupid. <laughs> okay. And this is Liza. This is Lizella, Georgia. Lizella, yes. Yeah. So we were playing kick the can and the can got kicked like kind of far and I was like, I'll get it. Um, and I run over to get it and it was, I pick it up and it was covered in ants oh. and an ant bit me and my, in the center of my hand, like oh. the palm of my hand and it like swelled up really bad and I didn't tell anybody I was mm-hmm. just like I'm fine like mm-hmm. I don't know I just like went to school and it was like getting bigger and bigger yeah. like I went the whole day like that oh. I went home I remember watching like all all that or whatever on yeah. Nickelodeon like yeah. with it and like hiding my hand like I wouldn't show uh, my <laughs> nana or yeah. my mom and then they like I reached for something and they saw it like that night like it was like <gasps> night like almost bedtime oh my gosh. and they're like what happened and I was like uh, an ant bit me and they were like, this looks really bad. We need to go to the hospital. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah. I don't need to go. Like, no. So <laughs> they put me in the car. They take me to the hospital. And the doctors, like, told my mom. At the time, I had no idea. I was just, like, yeah. eating ice cream and sitting in the hospital. <laughs> like, I didn't know. Um, they were like, we're going to give her this treatment. But if it doesn't work, she's there's nothing we can do. What? <laughs> yeah. Because the aunt had some kind of, like, rare infection. <gasps> that oh. they were like, basically... Um, there's one treatment, but if the body doesn't accept it, then like that's it. What? Yes. And how old were you? I was like, like a little kid. Little kid, like kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I sort always of, thought. Oh, yeah. Go well, ahead, I mean, sorry. that just—it just sort of makes sense that like at that size, that like once it, yes. it oh. wouldn't take much spreading for it yeah. to like just yes. get you. Yeah. 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 I yeah. thought ants were the safe ones. Yeah. No. Yeah. You think? Like, one. Yeah. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I thought they were the chaperones of the bug community. Ants <laughs> <laughs> seem so clean. Ants yeah. seem like just yeah. like an ant could bite you. No big deal. Yeah. Exactly. But that's what yeah. I mean. Like I picked up a, a can covered in ants <laughs> and the one ant that had this rare random disease bit, you. bit me. None of the other ones bit me. <laughs> this one did. That's nuts. And yeah, I mean... 
that's my luck. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, well, we got to play it safe. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that, that luck could like, that, it could fall on either end of the yeah. spectrum. Like the special one will always bite you. It could yes. be the one that has the rare infection. Yeah. It could be the one that like makes all your dreams come true. Yeah. But you're going to get the special one every yes. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A terrible motorcycle accident, which we can get into. Yeah, and, yeah that's yeah. probably the thing. Um, I, I, that, I had a terrible gut feeling, and I still went on that motorcycle, and fuck. But tell um, us about that. Yeah, when was that? I'll tell you. Uh, yeah. It's on November 21st of 2012. <laughs> it really is like, I, that's how I celebrate. Uh, my birthday's in June, but I celebrate that. Really? Because so it's the day you for November. survived? or It's the day I changed entirely. It was so that weird. Total I, sense. It was, total I changed sense. entirely as a person because, well, I'm still like the same essence. Of course, the core of me is there. But at the time, I was like in Brooklyn. I was smoking weed every day and just being like, bam. And then uh, going to UCB every day, doing shows until very late at night. Uh, New York is easy to... Leave a place at four in the morning and just go home and be like, oh, I'll wake up at noon. And then yeah. uh, so that was my life cycle. And I knew that I was like I had so much more potential that I was not really yeah. uh, exploring. But I was also like very, very young. So how old were you? Twenty four, three. Oh, yeah. Five. Yeah. How long had you been in New York? I had been there for four years. OK. Or so. <laughs> uh, it's just I, I came in that back, range. I came that, back yeah. and forth like that year. I moved several times, uh, and I still need to like count the months. But mm-hmm. uh, and I was in a terrible relationship, and everything was going like kind of. I had signs that I should change my life several times, oh, and I really? just did not listen. Like and what? Like what? Like um, someone's like, "Do you have a reel?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, sure." When do you need it? Tomorrow at 6 a.m. So I would spend like all night editing, but that could have been avoided if yeah. I would have listened to myself for two months when I needed to edit a reel yeah, and I had yeah. the material to do it. So it's just like I kept postponing things that I could mm-hmm. easily just activate. Yeah, yeah. And I had this like lifestyle. So uh, nothing was kind of working. And I knew that I needed a change and I kept postponing it. And then the motorcycle happened. And then I had to change all of that suddenly and more. Like, it was like 7,000 lessons at once. And I was like, oh, I could have just done it in order when I thought of this. So the fact that that happened, even though it was crazy, and it took me several months to get out of, like, the first states of mind, which are crazy, too. Mm. Um, I I then saw my life as, like, a second opportunity, and I was Mm. like, oh, I really, truly value the fact that I'm alive and the fact that I I get to like every time I'm here right now we're talking about this and yeah. sorry to get so serious but no no, no it, please I'm gonna just yeah be we love it serious yeah. about this um we can joke <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no we get serious a lot yeah, 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 okay definitely. good, good. Definitely. um yeah. uh, so like right now I start thinking about everything I've done from like if I'm down in the, in the dumps and I'm like I don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm doing with my life right yeah and then I do this exercise where I think, what have I done since 2012 when I could have died? So then mm. I I look at things and I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, it, this could have ended so much earlier yeah. and so much sadder. So, like, yeah. I'm actually at a good spot right now. And I always, like, look back to that time as a reminder that, you know, living is great and uh, life is there's a lot of it and yeah. Yeah. it's so full of things so and it all depends on what you see totally. yeah like where you're put your uh in brain and intentions yeah so like 
if I focus on the negative, there's always something that I'm going to be able to find, right? Yeah. Uh, but if I focus on the positive, there's always something that I'm going to be able to find. But I don't like any of those two extremes because yeah. it's sure. too much of one. So I that accident made me a new person. So I look back on that time. But before that, I was very careless about like if mm. I was drunk in the subway and I would have fallen and then died, I would have mm-hmm. been like, eh, it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now I'm like, no, I don't fucking want to die. I want to live. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I'm like, how am I going to be when I'm old? I don't know if I'm ever like I don't see myself past a certain age and that scares me. But mm. that's also um, I think that's just me being like protective and sure. not being like. When I'm 82, because I, yeah. I learned not to make plans like that. Yeah, <laughs> it takes life. a lot of hubris, yeah. I think, to like plan too far into your. You want, we don't really know. I mean, like you said, you were a different mark. person. Yeah, five years ago, yeah. you were a different person than you are now. Five years from now, whether there's a motorcycle accident or not, we're yeah, going yeah. to transform and to allow ourselves to transform into people that will make decisions in that moment. I think is a healthier way to be. I mean, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but no, Madeline, it- am I wrong? <laughs> 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 I'm just checking with Madeline a lot during the podcast. I'm not actually supposed to be here. <laughs> That's, uh, so yeah, like, for example, uh, I oh man, I was gonna say, oh so that, it happened. Um, excuse me, I had to burp this coffee that I'm drinking. Uh, <laughs> people couldn't see me, but I was weird. Uh, so I was laying down on the floor after the accident, and I. I'll tell you what happened. My, if you, it's, yeah, no, please, please, please. time. Okay. Yes. Um, so my, we were all, I never celebrated Thanksgiving with family. Uh, it always had been like orphan Thanksgiving because I'm from a different country. So yeah. I yeah. don't have people to do that with. And I've always lived in a city where I don't have families yeah. in, in the state, uh, in the States. So, um, we were all gathering in, in Texas in San Marcos because my great uncle lives there. He's a teacher. He's a professor at the university. Uh, so it was my grandma from Venezuela, my cousin from Venezuela, my mother, me, my other cousin. It's just like a bunch of random parts of my family gather there for mm-hmm. a first Hispanic Thanksgiving, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then my uncle was like, I just got a motorcycle license. Let me take you out. So him and his son were driving in my cousin uh Another cousin and I were in the like in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, so there were four people on the motorcycle. Four people, yeah. two motorcycles. They were very new. Yeah. And the second my uncle said that, I had a like literal in my gut was like, no. Yeah. And so I took my mother to the bathroom and I was like, Mom, I have a terrible feeling about this. I don't, I do not want to go. <gasps> and my mother recently talked about this and she still feels terrible, but she was like, I don't feel anything. Your uncle's not giving you a treat. Just go. And I said, okay, I'm going to drive in my uncle's motorcycle because my cousin's younger and he's mm-hmm. a little like more like extreme yeah. sports. Yeah. So I was like, I don't want to drive. I don't want to ride on here. Yeah. Thankfully, we flipped because if my other cousin, my other cousin has two young kids in Venezuela. And if she would have gone through what I went through, it would have been a nightmare. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was yeah. a nightmare, but it would have been a disaster. So thankfully, it was me. So we flipped. Um, and then I kind of went away. We drove around. My uncle's really good. Like, he was so responsible, and I felt at ease immediately. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. And then we ate, and at some point, the motorcycle didn't turn on for twice. And I was like, I suddenly got the gut feeling that's, like, right in the 
pit of your stomach, yeah. like bad feeling, mm-hmm. like something bad is happening. That's the same as a panic attack, which started after that. And I oh, you started having like, panic attacks after that. I started. They have gone away, but uh, PTSD is real, guys. Oh yeah. sure. Um, so, <laughs> fucking, it's crazy too. You're mm-hmm. like, oh no, I'm crazy. I'm sir, stop the car. I'm getting <laughs> off. And they're like, yeah. what? It's a highway. And I'm like, I cannot be in this car anymore. <laughs> wow. And that's it. Um, but the so I get on, and then suddenly I get this gut feeling again. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And then I feel like I got signals everywhere. Like now, of course, looking back, I'm like signals. They were everywhere. But of course, at the time I was, you know, all I could feel was like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I got in the motorcycle and I tapped him to slow down. And he was like, "Okay, okay." And then suddenly I, I I I started feeling so terrible that I had to look up. I was so relaxed the whole time. I was texting in the back. Yeah. Uh, I had drained my battery, so I had to plug my phone to the motorcycle. So oh, my wow. phone was not in my body. I didn't even know that was a thing. No. There's a use. There's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so I was looking at the moon. Um. And suddenly we just. I I my reality just changed. So I'm like riding a motorcycle, and suddenly it's like, pow, pow, and I hear like fuck. But in Spanish, and suddenly I'm like hitting the pavement over and over again at high speed. So, and I see the motorcycle pass me by. It was so, it lasted so long. I had time to think, like, please stop. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't stop like spinning and hitting against the floor. Oh. Um, and then I stopped finally, like, I stopped rolling and I was like, what the fuck just happened? I yeah. later found out that uh, a big buck. Jumped in front of the motorcycle, <gasps> oh. and my uncle tried to avoid it, and he couldn't. And we just both like felt, but we oh. were going at seventy, whatever. So we just and I was in the back, and I'm very, I was relaxed. I was looking up. My uncle yeah. tensed his entire <gasps> body. He broke nearly every bone on the side. Oh. I was very relaxed looking at the moon. So I just got projected, wow. like, phew, yeah. and I landed very like. I don't know if you've taken dance classes, but basically. Or like clown falling classes. That's what okay. I took. Yes. <laughs> Is that true? You took that? Yeah. Clown falling. Can we talk about that after uh, a little bit later? I can do a banana <laughs> peel fall very well <laughs> without hurting myself. Um, but basically, you just like your body gets really limp and you let it yeah. land part by part. Yeah. It's like a dancer's fall. And I felt like I was in that state of uh, body relaxation. Mm. It's the only way you can explain that I did not get anything. I mean, I yeah. lost a lot of skin in my knees and yeah, yeah. I got a fracturing this tiny little bone and I discovered that my teammate of my, my mod team teammate who was drunk at a rehearsal threw a ball at me and fucking broke my uh, pinky a uh, week before because the doctors were like your pinky is broken but from last week and I was like damn <laughs> I can't believe my first fracture ever was a mod rehearsal and then the motorcycle accident uh, where I, I broke the tiniest little bone in my wrist yeah. but then I got surgery and it was months and months of recovery and it was like surgery on your wrist yeah. Yes, and I had so many stitches in my knees, and oh. I couldn't walk for so long. It was like a fucking insane. You couldn't walk because that's how bad your knees were. Torn well, up? the doctors were like, "Walk right away and bend your knee as much as you can." But uh, I returned to New York in November, end of November. Like, yeah. think of it, New York yeah, in the freezing. cold, commute. You know, by foot, I'm like yeah. broken wrist. I have 60 stitches total on my knees. No oh, one can geez. see them because I'm completely covered. So no one's like being merciful. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm just like this low limping person. Uh, so it was not uh, easy for a recovery. And also yeah. I was drugged as fuck because my yeah. everything hurt so much. Um, and I had to tend to my wounds so carefully. And it was, it was just basically I was homebound for... Uh, 
at least four months. not a me sickness story but i showed up my also a science museum like the sixth grade uh <laughs> our sixth grade class field trip was going to the natural history museum in new york city and i was late for school that day so i got stuck having to sit next to the teacher mrs <laughs> wood all the other kids are in the back the only fucking seat left on the bus is next to the teacher she got sick and threw up on me that's like a one-of-a-kind story Oh, like, yeah. Adult throwing up. <laughs> like, there's you. nothing more disgusting on, yeah. than yeah. an adult throwing up when you're a kid. <laughs> on me, yeah. And so I had to wear, I remember I had to walk around the whole fucking day with these, like, reject clothes that had just been sitting in the bus and belonged to who the fuck knows who. And they were like, bus well, clothes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I guess I got these clothes you can wear. <laughs> It's like, 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 these are from my kids. My kids are ghosts. And I was like, well, I will never be late again. (laughs) How did she read? Do you remember? I have. Wait, what kind of throw up was it? Is my first question. Was it like. Big throw up? Exactly. She like was, it, I sort of, it was like one of those things where <laughs> I saw the disaster coming but <laughs> couldn't avoid it. Like I saw her get progressively more and more nauseous. Oh, no. And then I remember really specifically, like I don't remember it landing in my clothes, but I had this backpack that was filled with my like lunch and shit. And yeah. I just remember like looking at the strap <laughs> oh. and there's just puke just like dripping off the strap of my back. <laughs> uh, How old did you guess Mrs. Mrs. Wood was? Oh, she was like um, <laughs> probably in her early 30s. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that would be like if so I was like Madeline. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just like unacceptable, me. right? Like an adult yeah. an adult not knowing that puke's about to come out or like not taking <laughs> the necessary precautions totally. to not. Like go to the, it was a charter bus. It had a bathroom. Yeah. Like, oh, go. were you in the window or the aisle? Um, I, oof, I think. I don't remember. If you were in the window, that's even worse that yeah. she turned towards you and, yeah. and vomited. Yeah. It was like she tried to fire it downward and it just <laughs> ended up on me do you somehow. Think, knowing now that she is like the same age as many of our peers, do you think she was sick or do you think she was hungover? Um, oh, good question. Honestly, looking back on it, I've thought that she was maybe pregnant, but oh. I don't know. <laughs> that's actually true. That's like the way my mind has wrapped around it now. <laughs> 20 years Ms. later. Miss Wood, are you out there? <laughs> if you are, yeah. hit us up. Yeah. Uh, hashtag, uh, are <laughs> you pregnant? Puke, baby. <laughs> that's the episode, folks. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you in 2018. Bye for now. Goodbye. This has been Definitely Dying. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes, and you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Definitely Dying. Until next time, stay healthy. This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network. 